Whitney. She's living in my neighborhood, and um, I'm gonna let her present herself to you guys. Hey guys, um, my name is Whitney. Um, I met Alyssa, is your name? Yeah. Yeah, Alyssa posted a really cool Facebook post on the internet, on a Facebook group, and uh, telling us that, oh, I'm doing this cool podcast, would you be interested? And I was like, oh, podcasts, awesome, during, yeah. during COVID. So I was like, hey, why not? So today we're going to be talking about the internet. Um, I moved to NDG five years ago. Uh, I graduated from university five years ago, and after that I've been working um, in different uh, tech startups and also in a VFX film production. But uh, yeah, due to the COVID situation, like many people, I was recently laid off. So it is currently my day off and just trying to use this time to navigate my life in a different direction. That's awesome. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Great. Um, so today's topic, we're talking about the rise of the internet, the rise of social media, and how we've lived through this period. We're both, you know, millennial, Gen Z, kind of in between. So um, just how we've lived through it, how we've experienced this topic for ourselves. It really has, I, I can't imagine my life without it, first of all. Um, I think it has honestly brought me a lot more opportunities and positive experiences than not. Um, thinking about it, I know relating back to another episode that we're doing in the future, which is on um, body image and all that, I think it hasn't affected mine so much, which I feel like would be a, a negative um, outcome of the rise of social media and the internet, obviously comparing yourself to so many other people and even isolating yourself um, you know, on your phone or on your computer or on the internet. Um, but I think for me, it really has opened my eyes to um, community and even with this podcast, just being able to share something in, I don't know, click of my fingers, you know, getting in contact with people that I would have never met or who maybe if I had approached you in the street, maybe you would have said no, you know what I mean? Maybe you would have needed to think about it a little bit more. So I think in that respect, in terms of creative outlets and creativity, it really has helped me. Um, but I mean, as again, I can see how it could be not so beneficial to some people, especially maybe growing up directly into it. Like, you know, you're born with a phone, basically. I don't know about that. What do you think? I'm trying to recall my first time interacting with social media. Um, as I said earlier, um, I, I, I may, have, may or may not have mentioned, um, my parents are Canadian, but I personally grew up in Hong Kong for most of my life until I came to Montreal for university. And I remember for the most of my childhood, it was you meet up with your friends by calling their home phone number. Yes, And you yes. never ask your parents for, you basically reach their parents and say, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so. And then you reach so-and-so oh, and, so and you're like, hey, you want to meet up this time and day? And that was basically how social interactions were created. And you would meet people at school, and if you wanted to have a long night chat, you would just call them on their home phone. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. And hop the home phone for like an hour until the mom was like, okay, get off the phone. Mm -hmm. But um, eventually, I think I was around 12 when my friend was like, hey, there's this thing called Facebook. You totally should check it. I was like, what, what's that? I was so reluctant. I was like, I don't know what's this thing. Is, is it another computer game? And then. And then she basically just single-handedly sat me down and opened my Facebook account for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
now now that you're making me think about it, what was my? Fr- I think for sure I had a Facebook page. I think around 11, 12 as well, where you had to like lie that you were thirteen, you know, to get on it. Oh yeah, one plus <laughs> one year, uh, whatever. So yeah, I I definitely remember that. I think the beginning of it was so innocent though. Beginning of social media, for me, I was just playing Mall World. What's that? Mall it was World? it was a game on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it was like this game where you dress up these girls from in different stores. Oh. And it was like a cartoon, you know. Some they had so many games on Facebook that that was just the beginning of it. It oh. was no, you know, following celebrities and this and that. I couldn't care less when I was twelve, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that was my first interaction with it. Um, thereafter, it was probably Instagram that I got a little bit later. Instagram came a bit later. I can't remember when, like 2015. No, not 2015. Before. Like 20, 2014? Doesn't matter. Point is, I think with Instagram, it was really the beginning of social media as we know it now. Which In is. What way? I think Instagram was just more of a reality type of social media where you're actually with people. I think for me, maybe it was different for you, but for me, my Facebook was like games and, you know, it wasn't really interacting with. Uh, my friends or interacting with people from my class or whatever it may be that was it at least for the beginning you know now it's obviously a different situation but in the beginning for me Facebook was really I don't know like I don't know if you knew the sites Y8 and um, what was the other website just with games it was very similar to that Um, I think for Instagram it was really just now I'm posting photos of myself and like looking at photos of other people you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that was more, that's that's all that it is. Mm. There's no posts which are just, you know, a text or just someone telling us a story. It's just photos. So that's what I feel like, that's what I mean by more reality, reality social media. Interesting. Because yeah. for me, my I used both platforms a lot, but mm-hmm. my, my trajectory was really different. So for me, like, the games on Facebook were never were never an interest <laughs> in, an interest to me like it honestly sat there like pretty stagnant and idle for a few years and then I graduated from elementary school and then that w- I think as I matured my use of Facebook expanded in infinite mm-hmm. amount of ways like I graduated from elementary and me and my elementary school friends had to keep in touch okay so that was kind of our main way of staying connected and I think as you mature as a person you encounter so many different friendship groups yeah like you meet people, let's say if they're on exchange at your school and you go away, you're like, oh, Facebook. And then I feel like Facebook just became like, you know, the show Pokemon where they have like this yes. thing called the Pokedex. And it's like you keep track of the Pokemon you meet. Like Facebook became that place of like, I'm going to keep track of my connections. And yeah. That I'll keep collecting them over time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I feel like for me personally, like, I don't know if you guys, anyone on the podcast or you, Alyssa, are like a Harry Potter fan. Not particularly. Not particularly. I never got into Harry Potter. Not much? Not. <laughs> it's okay. It's a metaphor. So, like, how the Harry Potter books, they start out really innocent and book by book, like, basically the world expands and mm-hmm. there's just new threats and it becomes more sinister and there's just a lot of different, more mature content. And I feel like with Facebook, it was similar where initially it was really innocent where it's just like connecting with friends and hanging out with people but I feel like as I've matured especially like Facebook's just become so much more political 
Yeah. Especially like I'm from I'm from Hong Kong where there's just been so much political activism lately that Facebook's been just such a double-edged sword for the movement. It's yeah. Where people rally people for the protests and they they project their own political agenda and it's a place for political debate. And I feel like Facebook's been a really great place to keep track of friends, but it's also been a very scary place lately as well. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And relating back to what you were saying, do you actually think that Facebook has helped you stay in contact with some of these people you've made, those connections? Do you really think that they've been maintained because of Facebook or? Oh, big time. Because I don't know, like I've moved in different places all my life and my community and my friends are super international. Okay. And sometimes people only get in touch with me once a year to say, oh, happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's been so long. Like, have you been? And they're like, oh, don't worry. I've been tracking you on Facebook. Like, oh, I know what's that's up awesome. Life. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. But it's also a little creepy that, oh, like whatever I'm sharing, like even though people don't comment, they're actually very actively following. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I don't think I've had that experience, not with Facebook. I don't think I ever really got into Facebook um, until quite recently. I'm still not completely into it. I just really use it just to follow my neighborhood, oh, follow nice. certain information. But I think also the people that I'm friends with on Facebook, it's not they don't really share as much. I don't. I understand that whole political rally that you were talking about, but I don't feel that with Facebook as so much as Instagram or um, Snapchat, not so much, but really Instagram for me has been the major pillar. I don't have Twitter or all that, so I can't speak for that. But at least right now with the Black Lives Matter movement, oh. I feel like that has been really present on Instagram, oh, not, not so much on Facebook. I haven't noticed. Have you noticed it on Facebook? I really haven't. Facebook, I see a lot of articles being shared, but mm -hmm. I, I do think Instagram is... Yeah, especially with the blackout, hashtag blackout Tuesday. I don't know if you saw it. It was like, I was going through my feed. Every single post was just a black screen. Yeah, black boxes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I definitely relate in that aspect. But it's interesting that we have, I think maybe it's like the, plat more, the platform that we choose. That w yeah. Or maybe... Because we were both introduced to the same platform at first, right? But yet, I don't connect so much with one as another. Maybe it's a cultural thing also? Perhaps. Like, for me, when I see Instagram, I only got on Instagram in 2015 because I personally, I'm an artist, and I only use Instagram for art purposes. That's awesome, yeah. So, like, I only use Instagram to promote my art. A lot on Facebook, too, but Instagram is exclusively for art, and I follow artists on Instagram. Okay. But in terms of like daily life stuff, that's not how I use Instagram. So yeah. maybe our intention of using Instagram. Is that's what I'm thinking as well. Do you want to plug in your art handle? Oh, um. <laughs> Why not? I want to. This is so loud. Can they not? No. My, my followers know. They know that every single episode or nearly every episode is filmed in a park or in a public place. So this is common. Very common. We're we're giving the truck the death stare. <laughs>
Yes. Okay. So on Instagram, my handle is Packerling. P A K E R I L I N G. P A K E R L I N G. There's not much stuff on it at the moment, but basically now that it's my day off, like I've been laid off my job and I'm not doing much. Like I've been trying to transition my life towards doing art full time. So I've been trying to move from my work in movie production into actually becoming a comic book artist. So my intention of my Instagram is to use it to promote my art, but it's not very developed at the moment, but hopefully I will have time to develop my oh, art that's more. that's awesome. So you do comic yeah. Um, strips? Yeah, that is what I intend to do. That's but, so uh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm sure to check it out. You guys should check it out too. <laughs> um, what were we talking about though? Can I, I can't remember. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. How it, it's an individual platform, you know, that we, we both picked a different platform and now we're focused on that platform more or... For different purposes, um, yeah. It's interesting that you say that your Instagram is really more of an art platform. I feel like for me, honestly, all of my social media is to a certain extent an art platform, an oh, aesthetic cool. platform. I do... I don't, you've obviously never seen my Instagram, but from every single thing that I post, even if it may be a photo of myself, I will edit it or I'll make it funky or, you know, I'd like it for it to, to flow smoothly, but it's never, I guess this is floating into another topic, it's never to show like how hot I am or, you know, like how flawless my skin is because it's obviously not. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's that type of, it's really for me has been, like I said in the beginning of this discussion, has been really um, a creative outlet for me. Absolutely. Even my Facebook, you know, just even though I have a profile picture, just everything, the way that I, that I write my, my posts or, you know, that I have a trend that I never use capital letters and that's just my thing you know I don't know if you notice when I text you I never use capital <laughs> letters but it just makes it kind of my aesthetic and just it makes me happy to look through it you know even though I am sharing stuff that is blatantly Facebook related or you know boring I think the rise of social media in a way it's it's about creating a personal brand and I guess when we yeah. first opened our accounts on Instagram or Facebook at the age of 12 we didn't realize it, but how individual artists, a lot of them use their art as a means of creative expression of who they are and to express their own political views or views about the world. And how Facebook is exactly that, Instagram is exactly that, and it's basically us curating content related to ourselves, to the world, and how in a lot of artists' artistic styles are their filters, and how on Facebook you can use a filter, mm -hmm. you can turn your picture grayscale, yeah. add like an emoji, blah, blah, blah. These are all different ways we curate our image and it's exactly the parallel. You can express yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's also making me think about something else, which is um, branding. Branding, yeah. It's totally making me think that a lot of companies that I use and just from the way that I've presented myself on my Instagram and the aesthetic that I tend to gravitate towards, when I see that or identify that in a brand or you know something that's being promoted or an ad that I see I'm more likely to look at it and even buy products from there you know if it's cruelty free I'm all over it you know that type of thing or just the aesthetic that they bring the colors and all that 
I feel like that's also social media has definitely been a huge um, just promoter of businesses and has allowed a lot of businesses to maybe even start up mm. absolutely I don't know how maybe do you relate with that because you worked in a tech startup um, have you noticed like do they do they do branding I don't really know how it works I have no idea I see um, for me personally I used to work for a company that did um, location-based marketing okay so basically if you're if you're a shop um, let's say if you're a small shop or you're a restaurant and you wanted to manage your Facebook page. Okay. Our 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 company would offer to manage it for you. So actually have your GPS correct, have your location correct, have your office hours correct. Okay. That was what I was what our job was. But I think what was a huge huge um, roadblock or obstacle was that the platforms themselves have so much power that both the small businesses and us as a third-party company had almost no power in um, making changes. So let's say on Facebook, if you wanted to present your business as a brand, you would have to be quote-unquote verified. Okay. So you would actually have to prove that, okay, I I am actually that business, and I would have to show you documentation, I would have to show you pictures okay. to prove that I am actually you. So Facebook, you could actually be the business, but Facebook would have the right to block you. Oh, from really? their own page and it's just to show that how social media platforms have just so much power over our own brands that we claim to own but actually that's it might so be interesting 70% Facebook 30% yeah that's interesting that's that's making me think of concerns of privacy as well oh absolutely yeah. which is an episode coming soon in this season um, that is interesting that Facebook you know it's like the second you sign up for the you, you there's like what like a hundred pages of terms and agreement, you know? Have you read it? I've never read it. Uh, I've read parts of it, but I'm sure they've changed <laughs> since I signed them at the age of twelve. <laughs> signed my life. Yeah, away. for sure. And like they own your photos, you know? They can sell them and sell your information. That's crazy. Yeah, I have a good friend who told me that he doesn't like using Facebook because. He says, well, if it's free, then you're the product. That's a really almost creepy way to think about it, but it's true. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, it started off so innocent, and now we're like getting into. Yeah, yeah. it's like Harry Potter <laughs> with the second book. You're like, oh, there's like the, the, the diary is an evil diary but actually it's part of something so much more sinister it's part exactly. of like a larger network you were totally right to compare this to harry potter which i'm not familiar with in the slightest but oh, you know no, no. i've read parts of the book i've actually read parts of the book when i was babysitting i would read the child harry potter at night <laughs> okay. but i like had no idea how to pronounce any of the names and he would correct me <laughs> all the spells absolutely well i think that's it do you have any last words something that you would want to share on the podcast you can think about it yeah imagine you're reaching like a hundred million people Ooh. what would you say i'd say social media is quite a double-edged sword mm -hmm. and try to use it to your advantage than to your disadvantage like don't let it control your life don't let your emotions be um, influenced by social media if you get into a fight with someone over social media or if someone else's opinion affects you, 
like actually allow yourself to control social media. Use control social media like LinkedIn or Facebook to promote you and to connect with people that you want, but don't let it control your life. That's don't let so it interesting. influence yeah. your mental health. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're not a slave to technology, but we are the master of technology. So that's what I want to put out there. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Whitney. It was a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Um, So yeah, today we talked about many things, social media, how it's affected us, how we've lived through um, the rise of social media, the rise of the internet, um, how we identify with social media and what platforms we we prefer. So tune in next time for another episode related to the internet. So thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your day off.